0: patients with septic peritonitis in your clinic? If you do, do you agonize over them for the first few days of surgery? worried that they will require a second surgery due to recurrence? Is this dog going to perf? Have you thought about what factors might put these patients at risk for recurrence? In today's Fat Girl podcast, we review the recurrence of septic peritonitis in dogs, peritonitis occurs most commonly in our veterinary patients due to gastrointestinal sources, but can also occur secondary to leakage of infected contents of the biliary system, urogenital system, or infected masses or abscesses elsewhere in the abdomen. Prognosis for these patients is guarded, with mortality rates ranging from 20 to 46%. For cases that have recurrence of peritonitis following a first surgery, Many of us might worry that their prognosis is even worse or that certain factors, such as hypoproteinemia, put them at increased risk. So Barfield and all, out of Royal Veterinary College, Tufts Veterinary, and Michigan State University wanted to investigate the outcome in dogs with recurrent secondary septic peritonitis, or what we'll call RSSP from now on. SSP is defined as persistent or recurrent septic peritonitis following adequate surgical source control for secondary bacterial peritonitis. Remember, secondary peritonitis has an identifiable source of intraperitoneal infection. They also wanted to look at risk factors for RSSP. So they looked for cases of RSSP retrospectively and identified 41 dogs total based on positive culture from the peritoneal effusion cytological identification of intracellular bacteria from peritoneal effusion, or visible evidence of continued leakage at relaparotomy or during open abdomen management. In this study, the median age was five years with a range of 0.7 to 12 years, with no difference between survivors and non-survivors. The median time between the first and second surgeries was three days with a range of one to seven days, with no difference between survivors and non-survivors. Causes of our SSP included gastrointestinal foreign body, which perforated or dehissed postoperatively in 26 dogs, 63%, GI neoplasia in three dogs, or 7%, gastric or duodenal ulceration in three dogs, 7%, biliary tract leakage in two dogs, in 5%, and in one dog each, a penetrating foreign body, hernia strangulation, antisusception, mesenteric volvulus, infection of the linea alba incision, prostatic abscess, or trauma. In this study, the authors found that dogs with RSSP due to gastrointestinal foreign bodies had a 50% mortality rate, and dogs without foreign bodies had a 66% mortality rate. However, there was no statistical difference between these groups. Most of the cases of RSSP had contamination from GI sources in 90%, while the rest had rarer sources such as biliary, prostate, and surgical incision. There was no difference in survival between patients managed with a closed or open abdomen. The median albumin concentration at initial presentation was 1.81 grams per deciliter in survivors and 1.92 grams per deciliter in non-survivors, with no difference between the groups. Cultures, when performed, mostly grew E. coli in 66% of dogs. In this study, 8 out of 18 dogs treated with appropriate antibiotics survived, while 7 out of 16 dogs treated with inappropriate antibiotics survived. There was no statistical difference. Overall, 43.9% survived to discharge. The remaining 23 dogs either died or were euthanized. So what can we take away from this fat girl podcast? While the study found a higher mortality rate for dogs with RSSP of 56%, it's similar to reports in the veterinary literature for dogs with septic peritonitis ranging from 29 to 46%. This suggests that canine patients requiring a second surgery do not have a worse prognosis. The timing of the second surgery was an interesting point in this paper with most patients requiring a second surgery within a median of three days. The authors speculate that patients requiring a second surgery within 48 hours are more likely to have technical failure or inadequate source control compared to patients outside the 48-hour timeframe. Unfortunately, in the study, the most common cause of RSSP in these patients was GI leakage secondary to foreign body ingestion, either from perforation of the foreign body or dehiscence after surgery. Definitely something to warn pet owners about the next time you're going in for a quote simple foreign body surgery. Interestingly, while we often worry about low albumin being an issue for tissue healing and a risk factor for dehiscence, this study did not find that to be the case as there was no difference in albumin concentrations between survivors and non-survivors. Also, implementation of appropriate antibiotics versus inappropriate antibiotics based on culture results didn't affect outcome in these patients. That said, let's still be judicious with our antibiotic therapy and base it appropriately on gram stain or source of infection. Barfield and all hypothesized that source control with copious lavage at surgery may have helped in these patients, but they couldn't determine if antibiotics were changed based on culture results. This was likely a limitation of this being a retrospective study. The most interesting finding in this study was that dogs with RSSP have a fairly similar prognosis to patients who require a single surgery for septic peritonitis, so don't condemn them. It would have been interesting to see more discussion regarding management of these cases, such as closed abdomen, closed abdomen with a surgical drain versus open abdomen, along with details on daily monitoring and how samples were obtained for cytology and culture. However, given the retrospective nature of the study, it may be a better topic for a prospective project. So to conclude, this study suggests that the survival rate for dogs with recurrent septic peritonitis is similar to that of dogs requiring a single surgery. Age, time to RSSP, open versus closed abdominal management, microbial appropriateness, and albumin concentration were not associated with outcome.